Good morning, church. It's great to see you all here with us this morning, and uh, welcome to see you all, but uh, most of all, to our visitors, to let you know that I am not the minister, I'm not the preacher. I'm, I'm one of the elders here, and I'm very thankful to be here for you all. And I uh, hope you had enjoyed your week, Jeff and Shirley, hope you enjoyed your week. And for the rest of you, I hope you all enjoyed your week also, too. And it's wonderful to see you all here with us. Um, Today's lesson, it'll be on one of my best topics ever. And I think I'm a pretty good judge on this topic because anyone who knows me knows that I like to laugh and smile and be happy. And so we're going to talk about laughter, joy, and things of that nature today. And laughter and joy and happiness is mentioned over 300 times in the Word of God. So it must be important. So... You know, first of all, laughing feels good, correct? Most of us don't understand that. It has a capacity to lighten one's heart and soften. It also makes a dark, a dark situation not quite as frightening, okay? And today we're going to have, again, we're going to have some scripture from the old and new. So if you would turn with me in Proverbs 126, verse 2. Proverbs 126, verse 2. We were filled with laughter, and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, What amazing thing the Lord has done for them. Laughter and singing with joy. Our joy in the Lord. That definitely is a very good thing. And we... <clears throat> When we are known as Christians, we have a happy heart and a smile, don't we? People can see the Lord shining through us at this time. But if we frown and grumble, not so much, is there? There's not so much. Christians should be happy. We know where we're going, right? We have a good plan. We should greet people with a smile on our face and with a happy attitude. And I know just as much well as you do, it's hard with some people to do that. It's hard in some situations, but we do the best we can, right? With that happy attitude, let us turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 15. And King Solomon himself was talking here. Ecclesiastes 8, verse 15, please. So I recommend having fun because there is nothing better for people in this world to eat, drink, and enjoy life. That way, they will experience some happiness along the hard work God gives them under the sun. They say King Solomon was a very wise man. And while in the world, he would know that we were going to have troubles, struggles in our lives, and might even suffer very severely at times. But he also said we should, we should be so happy and celebrate the fact that we have been given an awesome, awesome promise made for us in eternity that is so amazing that we can't even imagine what eternity is going to be like with our God. We can't imagine it. With the hope of eternal life 
in a place where there is, number one, no sadness. Number two, no pain. Okay? I can see in our congregation that a lot of people can understand the pain part to me. When we wake up in the morning and sometimes you're afraid to stretch, you might lose a finger or an arm or whatever, we, we experience pain and we experience pain. And there's no sickness. There's no sickness in eternity and definitely no death. We don't have to go through that sorrow in our heart, heart mourning from other people. This is, you know, this is a good thing. And how can we not see that? Okay? How can we not see that? How can we not laugh? How can we not share it with others? This laughter is good when you think about it. We're still in the Old Testament. If you would, if you would like at this time, turn to Proverbs chapter 31. Proverbs 31 and verse 25. And this woman is just, and, and describes like this. Proverbs 31, 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity. And she laughs without fear of the future. Wow. She laughs in her contentment. She's not afraid. Why? God is there. God is there. She has made a plan. She's prepared her plan for a long winter. And she has confidence that what the Lord will provide anything else she needs. That is strength. That is strength out of that. This is a good laughter from this woman in Proverbs 31. A very good laughter. Our laughter often sometimes burst out of us in happiness. You ever talking a conversation and someone just laughs and they just really loud and very happy? Yes, that kind I'm talking about. I'm also talking about the kind when you watch, and let me tell you, I don't think anyone here could not be a part of this. It's easy to be part of. When you hear a baby giggling, when a baby's giggling laying there, you can't not laugh yourself. They just, they just overwhelm you and take you over. Uh, we have many, many videos of our grandchildren, just like you and our grandsons. They laugh, that deep belly laugh. You know, every time you watch it, what's happening to you? You're laughing. You're laughing with them. And, and you know they're going to laugh, but you still do it. it. It overtakes you that quick. Or when you get together with family and you begin to reminisce of old times, and then you find yourself laughing and that it's so funny that you think it just happened. No, these, these, these are good things. They, they do your heart good, laughter, good medicine. And it's a kind of laughter that lifts your spirits, right? And we, we need that every day, no matter what. So this laughter I've been talking about is a good laughter and a good thing and a wonderful laughter. But not all laughter is good. And there, are, there is another laughter that I'm going to talk about now that we need to understand and to work with. The laughter comes from a bully. Okay? There's many ways I can describe this. But for me, a child trying to learn how to ride a bicycle, okay? Or a child learning how to either hit a ball or hit it farther than anyone else. Those kind of bullies I want to talk about just for a minute. 
These are the kind of bullies that scoff at you. And they show disgust in their laughter. And they target you. Just a bully targets you. They want to make you feel discouraged. They want to embarrass you. Okay? And, and we know these kind of bullies. We, we've probably been through it. Quite a few of us have been through that. And a lot of bullies, when they laugh, they laugh to feel superior, that they're better than you. They really bring you down. They try and bring you down. Okay? But there's one other bully. There's one other bully. The biggest and the most evil, evil I say, bully of all of them. That's Satan. See, Satan loves to laugh. Most of all, he's scoffing at you like the bully that we know. But he has hate in his mission. He hates you. And he wants to bring you down lower than anything else in a hateful way. He doesn't want us to be content or happy at all. When he, when he brings your spirits down to the lowest level, he laughs. He continues to laugh. He also has a lot to laugh about these days, doesn't he? As we think of what's going on out in the world. The current situation in our, in our society. Uh, a lot of the news is sad and very grim and very bad. And every day it seems to get darker and more troublesome reports. Murders, riots, crime, just to name a few. And there's many more. What's Satan doing there? He's laughing. He's laughing. Okay. Start off with one that's very dear to my heart. The leading cause of death worldwide is not cancer, not a lot of things you can think of. It's abortion. Abortion. We kill, we kill 40 million babies a year. What do you think Satan's doing? He's laughing because we're in the, our minds are in the wrong direction. Well, also, he's laughing hard now. Divorce rate this year is up to 42% in first marriages. 60% in second marriages and 73% in third marriages in our country. And, and with an expected surge, depending on how long this virus continues to go on, we don't know. But we do know one thing. Satan is laughing for sure. He's laughing. Then we begin to listen to the lies and start doubting our own faith. And we begin to look around at the sinful ways around and, and it, be, it begins to look enticing. He's laughing again. And we don't open our Bibles and we only give the smallest amount in our offering to the Lord. Satan's laughing. He's gaining, he's gaining on us. And, and sometimes when we're out trying to gain worldly pursuit, pursuing worldly things and only giving our sloppy seconds to the Lord, and if we don't put him first in our hearts, in our lives, you can guess Satan is laughing, isn't he? He's laughing. 
And of course, I think the biggest one of all is when many of our churches have closed their door for congregational worship during our recent stay-at-home order from our governor. Satan was no doubt ecstatic over this, loving every minute of it. Now, I did, I did tell you I was going to talk about joy, right, and happiness. Okay, I'm kind of not there, am I, brother? Okay. And by the way, Don, thank you for your message this morning at the table because we need to stay focused in this. And I appreciate that, brother. And Jimmy, thank you for the songs, too. Appreciate it. Okay, well, he thought it would be the end of the Christian, a Christ-following group, okay? You mean, I mean, like the good news, the preaching of the word, the Bible-believing. Of course, Satan thinks that's nonsense, and once and for all, he was going to get rid of all that. Let's go. Let's move on to the next step. But who's laughing now, Satan? Who is laughing now? Okay. Yes, he did throw a monkey wrench into our, our, our Sunday morning gathering of our congregation as, as we came to sing songs and, and, and commune around thy table in remembrance of the Lord. I give him credit. He did win that battle for some. And you're here today. Wonderful news, right? But though he may have triumphed over that one little skirmish, that one little thing, Satan has not won the war at all, by no means. Thank you. Satan did not, didn't realize that we would not be beaten down for long, did he? No. He didn't know that, that thought of all that darkness that he had brought down upon us. Oh, that we would draw even closer to the light of the Lord. The Lord is going to take care of us, the light of the Lord. And something here is why that happened. We believe in our God. We believe that we have struggles. And we believe that he'll take care of us. Satan didn't realize, and I'm talking to all you, he didn't realize we are a tough bunch. We're followers of Christ, and we are not easily discouraged. Amen to that. We are not discouraged. So we open our Bibles at home more often than we did before. We draw even closer to the Lord each and every time we have a concern or a struggle. Our prayers are picked up. We pray. I find myself sitting at home during that quarantine praying many, many times during the day, and I know you all have too, because we are filled with prayer warriors in our, fam in our family here. And it got to be a good thing to keep praying, okay? And we, and, and we decided ourselves to check in on those ones who were alone and shut in for their safety, did we not? Each and every one of us making phone calls, picking things up for other people. That's what, that's what our Lord would want us to do, care about us. We got together on FaceTime, on Zoom, and our phones and computers and gathered around the Lord's table. We broke the bread and drank the fruit of the vine together in heart, 
Maybe not in body, but we were together at heart each and every first day of the week. And on top of that all, we proudly, in my little quote here, and in my case, loudly and a bit off key, sang our songs, praises to the God, right? We praise God. Who did we praise? We praised him, Jehovah God, our one true God, who bring us through this dark time, correct? We are here today. We are here today. And one, another great thing, we always prayed for one another. And we continue to pray for one another, did we not? We prayed for our country, do we not? And we still pray for our country. We kept a close contact with the great healer, did we not? The great comforter, the almighty God. Remember, God is stronger than Satan. And perhaps best of all, we began a live stream over Facebook, our prayers and our lessons from the Word of God. For 13 weeks, thank you, Brother Jeff, for those wonderful messages. Appreciate that. And, and so many other people that we touched. We're in the thousands of reaching out to people. Thousands now. You think Satan's in control of that? No. You think he's laughing about that? No. God is leading us, God is guiding us, and we're working at it. Anyone, in every one of those lessons that we had while we're done, and now, it's about the truth. If people are viewing, they're searching, right? They're wanting to know about a great and glorious God. Satan thought we wouldn't be able to spread the good news, the word of God. He thought we were done. He didn't think if we could go to a building that we would not be able to perform what we need to do to understand. He didn't think we had the ability. He had that deepest belly laugh ever going on. No, they can't do it without going to their church building. They can't do that. They can't do that. Well, again, he's not laughing now, and I'm sure of it. Everyone working together. Spreading the good news, letting know that God is in control. It's a wonderful thing. As we read other scriptures, but I'm just going to mention a few. I got one more to read, but we're just going to mention a few here. As we remember from Matthew chapter 4, and we know that uh, Satan twisted, as twisted as he was, he attempted to tempt Jesus in the wilderness a long time ago. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. But I'm not going to read that, but I'm just, I, I mean, you can see how Satan tried to twist him. And then he forgot, Satan forgot to do his homework, I think, all the time. Where Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. That uh, grace that is good in Jesus Christ. And teaching others to share in the suffering and as a good soldier to stay on the straight and path and keep your eyes focused, right? As I see a lot of eyes out there right now and not mouths, but I see everyone's focused. Satan didn't expect us to keep fighting. He didn't expect us to not only just fight, but have the good fight, the good fight of faith. He thought we would quit. Really? Satan thought we would quit. But we didn't quit, did we? No. No, we did not quit. And we won't quit. 
because there is a stronger power. And that makes us more courageous than anything else, knowing that our leader will take care of us. You know, there's a difference between a leader and a boss, okay? And everyone out there working for a living knows that, knows that you can have a boss, but when you have a leader, you'll work even harder, okay? So we, will keep, we won't quit, and we will keep fighting against evil. How many times do you think evil is going to attack us? Lots of times. Every day of our life. Even no matter what age you are, evil is attacking. So, to keep fighting against evil, what must we do? And if you turn to uh, Ephesians chapter 6 with me at this time. And we've used it many times here in vacation Bible school and Bible lessons and classes. Ephesians chapter 6 is talking about the whole armor of God. And we're going to start in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in, in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, that having done all, to stand firm, to stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and the shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness to give, given by the gospel of peace. What a wonderful message in five scriptures that we are fighting to this day and will continue to fight. Satan cannot control us. Satan cannot rule over us. If we do not let him rule over us, we can put him under our feet. We can put him away. Like Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. Don't need you. So, the joy of all this. As we are here today, Satan is not laughing. He's not laughing. Because it takes joy and laughter for that. He can't have that joy. He can't find in the fact that we are still working hard for the Lord. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand it. He can't find joy that we are reaching out with the word all over this nation, all over the world, for people we haven't even met. And we, they are, reach, we are reaching them. We haven't met them. And I said, I've never met a stranger. And it looks like I got a lot of work to do here, but there are people out there that we have not met, but they are they're listening to the word. And they're tuning in to us, which is great. And most of all, you are here with us today, this morning, joining together to worship the Lord, to understand, to commune around the table. So, who's laughing now? Tell me, who's laughing now? It's not that big bully, that's for sure. The biggest bully of all. It's not Satan. As we continue to praise God. And praise God. I thank you for the time I've spent with you this morning. 
I thank you for this. I thank you for this time. I brought this message. Uh, I pray that that it has touched your heart, and I pray that it's made you happy today, and put a smile on your face. So at, at this so at this time, I'll be stepping down and be the end. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. For more from Jeff Kent and the Shadyside Church of Christ, please go to our website at cofcshadyside.com. There you can access our entire library of Sunday church lessons and Jeff's weekly blog. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Shadyside Church of Christ. Remember, all are welcome. Thanks again. Have a blessed week.